Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. A recent study commissioned by Northumberland County is projecting the population will grow to 122,000 by 2051. Some say we may hit that number sooner. This is up from the 90,000 people who live here now. The picture postcard that draws so many people to come and live in Northumberland could be facing expansive, rapid growth similar to places like Barrie, Peterborough, and Clarington. The question is, where will these people live? Where will they work? And what other pressures will take place because of the increase in population? It could mean some big changes, including reducing or even stopping severances in the county. And that is only one of the potential impacts. Here is the county's Director of Economic Development and Planning, Dan Borowick, to explain. I'm so pleased to have with me today Dan Borowick, the Director of Economic Development and Planning for Northumberland County. Welcome back to Consider This. Morning. How would you characterize the potential growth facing Northumberland? Well, I think um, I, I, I think uh, we're sort of the last frontier in many ways, um, as we you know the uh, the presence of the, the GTA and and the implications attached to growth with the GTA, most of which has gone both north and 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 west. Um, it, it, I guess the time is is now ours in in terms of. How we are being considered for growth. Um, um, we're fortunate that um, uh, we have, uh, have a countywide uh, official plan in place, which is currently under 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 review, with a, a due date for submission to the province by July of, of 2022. I think what we've done over the past five years, six years, I guess, is is uh, lay a great deal of, of track in terms of both educating the general public. And, and trying to lay out a plan which um, I think gives us the opportunity as, as residents of Northumberland to have an active say in how we want to look at growth and what growth means to Northumberland. So um, uh, that, 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 that takes trust and that takes relationship building, but um, uh, we are, I think, poised for um, significant, significant growth. Um, uh, you had the opportunity to 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 speak with with Dwayne Campbell, our manager of land use planning, and certainly he he, he probably detailed a significant amount of the work that's been done to, to date. So we are anticipating growth. Um, with that comes numerous challenges, and uh, I'm sure we'll discuss some of that further in this in this in this interview. Well, let's put some hard numbers to it. Uh, in reading the growth study that was done that accompanied. Uh, the recent uh, amendments to the official plan. There was ta- there is reporting in there that 122,000 uh, 
people will live in Northumberland. That's up from the current 90,000. That's a 36% increase in population. What it is. incredibly significant. How do you begin to even put your head around that and what that means to all of us who live here? Well, um, I, I guess part, part of our role for, for that is that um, with that being the projection in, in population growth, uh, we, we begin to look at all the elements that will be in, impacted by, by that, both at a, from an, an economic, a social, uh, um, uh, health and welfare uh, uh, viewpoint. So it tends to be, in, in our mind, a very, very holistic approach at, at this juncture because um, that type of uh, that type of growth over over the next uh, less than less than thirty years will mean uh, an incredible need to fulfill housing and accommodation, um, educational demand, healthcare, support services, um, all all of which um, at this point in time are. Are in some areas we are are desperate, uh, and I, I don't think desperate is, 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 is too mild a word to use. Um, you know, in in um, in Canada over the last over the last ten years, Canada built uh, 188,000 homes right across the country over ten years. So 18,800 homes a year. And if you look at our projected population growth as a country and our ongoing growth. That, that really is a limited amount of available housing which in, uh, to provide um, um, safe and affordable housing, to provide housing for potential employees, to support growth, um, you, you, you name it. And so um, when, we, when we sort of look at all the, the challenges we've, we face, what we're, what we're trying to do at this point in time is, is shape how we can accommodate that, think this through, um, and 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 put some of the infrastructure in place that's going to be required to make 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 this this happen I don't I don't I don't think anybody wants um, um, to, to see expansive growth growth where we see miles and miles and miles of, of newly minted newly minted subdivisions but I think what we have the opportunity to do right now is determine how we how we view that that growth and what we want to do with it the other, the other, I guess, flip on this is that um, we, we also don't want to be bypassed in, in terms of what some of the opportunities are with associated growth in terms of, 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 of jobs, um, um, the ability to, to create both a, a stronger, you know, commercial and industrial base, which in turn can uh, mitigate individual residential tax increases. Um, uh, um, you know, main, maintain our agricultural heritage, um, um, and 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 try and preserve what we what we know to be the best parts of Northumberland. But by the same token, try and accommodate what we need in order to maintain those best parts. So it's a bit of a it's a bit of a Rubik's cube, and it's a bit of a challenge. You've mentioned a lot in there, and and I'd I'd like to start to tease out some of the the things that you've alluded to. But before we go too much further. Let's just keep with the basics. Where do we expect these people to come from? I think I think one of the reasons for at, at, at this point in time, based on sort of residential house sales and the and the demand for for living, um, 
I think we we, we certainly have a, a an influx of of, of uh, uh, GTA residents, Toronto-based residents, who are who are, who are coming coming to to to, to Northumberland. Um, I think based on some of the some of the manufacturing opportunities and some of the industrial growth, we're, all, we're also seeing uh, uh, some some actual investment from a from an economic development perspective, which will require employees to to f- fulfill those various companies' needs. So I, I you know, and, and 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 part of the challenge as to who is coming here. Right now, we we have a significant number of what would be termed maybe early retirees or those those escaping significant uh, uh, urban life to have sort of more semi-urban opportunities. There are uh, at one time, I think, greater price advantages to coming here in terms of housing cost. But but um, it is an area that is drawing people because of its proximity to uh, uh, the GTA, yet the opportunity to live in a, in a more sort of uh, small town, small town, perceived small town environment. Um, just, uh, you know, who is coming here? Uh, back, back to that for a moment. You know, our, our uh, currently one of our largest challenges in economic development is, is, uh, is workforce and, and availability of workforce and labor force. Um, um, the, our, our challenge with, with workforce and labor force in terms of attracting people to come here to work is the fact that there's very, very little in the way of affordable or attainable housing and or rental accommodation, which balances between the need for workforce and 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 and, and growth within within industry. So um, it, it, it's a bit of a, it's a it, you know, there is no singular item here which does not impact another item, which then impacts the whole overall economic development. But, but that's really, I mean, that's a huge challenge because. I mean, even now, when we don't even have the this level of pressure for growth, we have 10, 11 year waiting lists for places that are affordable to live. And, you know, I, 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 I'm not dissing any initiatives because there's lots that's going on. There's a lot of activity. But to meet demand, it's going to have to, you know, it has to exponentially increase or else there's just, I mean, to meet to meet these economic goals, plus the fact that, you know, you and I have talked in the past about how people migrate in and out of the area for jobs. I mean, there are a lot of people that fill jobs here in in Northumberland that come from elsewhere and people live here and go elsewhere to work. So how how do you plan for that? Um, Well, I think... I think part of that that planning is, is some of the work that's already underway or, or being undertaken. I, I, I think we try and make it front and center on on the political agenda uh, because I think I think the more there is in terms of awareness and an appreciation that um, um, that that un, un, unless we have an ongoing um, an ongoing dialogue with with uh, you know developers, government officials, um, uh, both provincial and federal levels of government, we, we we need to somehow move forward with the idea that we need to plan for growth. And I guess if we need to plan for growth, growth isn't just about um, just about building a, a house. It's about how that fits in the overall 
development of the county and communities as a, as a, as a, as, a, as a whole. It, it, it creates tremendous pressures on 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 existing infrastructure and 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 the, the need for you know talented individuals who can help support that type of activity. Uh, the, the business community has to, developers have to be prepared to undertake risk to do this. But certainly, um, we 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 seem to be where uh, people want to be. You know. Uh, well, but I mean, we you know. Where is this development going to take place? I mean, you know, it, and it is going to change the county. I mean, you know, what, what about the rural urban mix? And, and if the thing that's attracting people here is this great, you know, uh, postcard picture of small towns and rolling hills and farm fields and, and woodlots. And, and, you know, there, there's all that to take in and people come down with that expectation and all of a sudden, you know, that's being challenged uh, by, by developers who want to create whatever they feel the market will bear and, and uh, get lands to, to do that. That's true. It's, 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 it, yeah, it's, 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 it's the constant yin-yang of, 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 of that, 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 the nature of that 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 activity, and if you know, um, uh, if, if if we look if we look west, we can see that you know the the, the exponential growth of communities of like like Whitby or Pajax or Pickering or uh, right next door in, in Clarington, in terms of of, of 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 trying to create both that 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 opportunity for growth and opportunity for 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 some some sort of, of balance between what exists and what 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 will what will be what we will become. The other the other huge challenge in all of this is is the the costs associated with trying to maintain what we have without increasing our 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 our, our economic base in terms of especially commercial and industrial investment, because that unto itself would, would help uh, uh, you know mitigate some of the uh, the, the costs of of infrastructure that are required to to maintain these communities, you know, roads, um, uh, health healthcare, social services, um, demands on 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 ed- educational needs. Um, it's it's um, there's 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 not a, a there's not an easy solution to any of this, but it, there 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 are, I think there you know there are successful models of communities who have. Have uh, sort of worked their way 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 through this. You know, the I guess the extreme private sector end was well, we'll just build, and what comes with that comes with that. But the reality is, you have you have ninety thousand residents who who I don't think are prepared to have that kind of just build attitude. I think what they what they want is some con- uh, a significant amount of control over maintaining what they've invested their lives in here to date. So it's it's. Um, 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 it, 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 it's a real fine, fine balance. And I, I think before we started recording, I, I, I talked briefly about the work that, that, that Dwayne has done. Uh, I mean, he, his work has been really uh, to, to, to guide what the growth plan will look like, but also to build relationships with the various lower tier municipalities to maybe further their understanding and also get a handle on what they're prepared to invest. Well, you alluded to at the beginning of this conversation, other places. I mean, when you look what happened between um, 
Toronto and say Barrie or uh, Toronto and Peterborough or, you know, Toronto and the Golden Horseshoe. And we saw how hamlets and, and small towns and villages were swallowed up uh, by developers. And, and now you have a, a corridor uh, between Lake Ontario and Lake Simcoe of just straight housing and, and industry and development. And, um, you know, you don't, you don't really see much else. So, uh, you know, what lessons are you taking away from those experiences that you hope to apply here? Well, I, 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 I think by, by, uh, by everything that we've witnessed and, and everything that we've, we've, we hope to maintain, we, we certainly, in, in, from an economic development perspective and in, in our discussion with, with uh, developers and, 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 and industrial investors, um, sort of bring that to the forefront that we, 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 we just, we're, we're trying to achieve that, that, that balance. And, you know, it's, it's surprising that in, in, in many, many instances, what we're finding is a, is a, is a, a more balanced approach from, from, from the private sector that says, you know, we're, 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 uh, we're sensitive to that and, that and that maybe what we can try and do is, is, is do the type of, of growth and development that, that is a fit with the community rather than just uh, fit with our, 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 our own fiscal needs. Speaking of fiscal needs, though, I mean, there is a side of this that uh, the development is good for municipalities and the county assessment. I mean, it keeps tax increases low, uh, but there is this impact on lifestyle and, and services. So, you know, how do we how do we keep uh, keep that that balance that you were talking about when the politicians themselves see such a, a huge advantage to uh, to uh, doing this expansion? And, and, and um, but um, um, you know it, it behooves our politicians too to 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 you know truly truly work within their own communities as well as wearing their their county hat to to try and determine how this how this balance can 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 be achieved. I, 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 you know, uh, it'd be great if there was a simple solution, but. Uh, you know, you know, uh, one thing COVID has done is certainly escalated costs in terms of, of um, you know, supply chain, building materials, uh, the cost of in- infrastructure alone is, is, is significant. And, and, and uh, you know, there's this, this need to be, I guess, uh, judicious and also make some, some sometimes some very, very hard decisions as to what to invest in and what not to invest in. Um, we, we, you know, sort of keep, keep, keep at it uh, on an ongoing basis to, to try and keep them as informed as possible and help, help them reach, the, uh, reach a decision based on the, the information that we gather and, and, and receive and, and also analyze what the implications of either undertaking a decision or not undertaking a decision means to community as a whole. Uh, but it's, um, it's, it, 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 it's, it is a challenge, you know, um, and I, I think I've repeated that a number of times in this in this interview because I um, I think each, each situation is, is maybe met with a slightly different solution and so um, 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 I can assure you we're at it on a, on a daily basis. No doubt, no doubt. Um, one of the things that Dwayne talked about was the county's efforts to try 
and uh, controlled development around existing um, urban, semi-urban places yeah. within the yeah. county. Or to I wonder the urban boundaries in such a way that the growth would be within the context of those communities rather than than uh, just an outpouring of of, of, of you know typically the the uh, application of severances is is, is a is a is a, is a, is a been, been the norm in many many ways where yes you know, and and the, the, the one of the challenges associated with with uh, in, in sort of a uh, numerous, numerous severances on on in rural areas is that there are servicing costs associated with that in terms of access to to healthcare, roads, plowing, you, you name it, and 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 the and the, the 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 residential tax rate that's generated from for that often is not enough to cover the costs of actually servicing those types of communities. I, I think right, 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 right. At this point, um, we're we're probably in the neighborhood for every. Every residential dollar of uh, for every one dollar of residential tax in a new residence, we we, we probably need a dollar twenty to service it. So that you know, and, and part of that problem comes from um, if, if if you don't have a significant enough commercial or industrial base to offset residential taxes, then they have to come from residential taxes to provide the services. So it's a it's a, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, you know. It's a circle. You know, if I, if I don't have one, it has to come from the other, and if I and people don't want the others, they're, so it's endless. You know? But it, but it really it really comes down though that it, that's a massive cultural change for rural municipalities to talk about limiting or even ending uh, severances. I mean, for some farmers, this has been a way that they've kept operations going is to sever lots every now and then to make up yeah. for financial loss. Uh, also, too, uh, you, you know, it, it, besides being a, a sort of a cultural uh, norm, but I, I guess what what I'm trying to get at, though, is 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 this does this end up leading to boundary changes, where we have you know the the old Coburg Hamilton Township, uh, Port Hope Hope Township being a, another example of the kinds of things that could go on. But are we going to start to see a, a pressure against the edges of these, you know, Brighton, Campbellford, Warkworth, um, et cetera, to, to, uh, to take over some of the rural lands in order to accommodate? Um, well, I, 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 I think that, re that requires some really healthy healthy discussion and debate at a, polit at a political, <laughs> political level. I mean, but the comment on severing, uh, severing lots off farmlands is, is not criticism. I appreciate the fact that it's a, it's a cultural norm, but, uh, but um, the, 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 I guess the counter to that is a recognition that in, in doing so, there are, there are, there are costs associated with it. So how do we, how do we, how do we maintain a service level that's, being demanded and maintain those 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 costs and you know one of the advantages i think to northumberland finally having a an official plan in place is that by having that having both the plan and, and having somebody uh, uh, skilled in the role to initiate the the, the, the plan to 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 to, to make people make the elected officials and residents aware of what the challenges are has been a great step forward. It's, it, you know, it's the beginning. Well, it, it's interesting too, because another pressure on politicians, of course, is that 
this kind of growth always makes politicians look good, right? It makes a, it makes a place look prosperous. I mean, you know, if you go around saying, well, you know, we really don't want to do this or we really don't want to do this development or that development or we, we don't really want this industry to come to town. You know, it's, it's political suicide. But to, to be able to say, well, you know, we've got all this building going on and we're doing all this, this and that. This industry's come to town. It, 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 it gives a sense of prosperity. How do you again, how do you keep that in tow so that, again, we don't go off the deep end? Well, I think you know um, part of part of what we've been trying to do as well is, um, I, you know, the the amount of inquiries certainly that we get with respect to potential investment from industry is uh, is is significant. Um, we we also I think we've done a, a fairly good job of, of um, not chasing every every inquiry, but rather. What we've tried to do is, is, is work with industries who we believe can make a significant contribution to community and fit within community. So, you know, as many uh, industries that are, that, are, that are out there who are, who are looking just maybe for uh, an inexpensive place to, uh, to uh, act as a storage depot or, or not produce any real jobs or not be a long-term investment in community. I think what what we what we've tried to do is, is is work with the the particular industries that we think would make a a, a, a a really good fit for 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 individual communities within Northumberland, and and to that end, bring with them employment that's meaningful. It's interesting you should say that because I, I was going to say to you, I'd like to talk more about the economic side of this. And in the report, they talk about labor shortages and the calls for the need to attract skilled workers and have a diverse housing stock to go with that. You've talked a little bit about that. Neither of those is historically taken place. Uh, we seem to attract a lot of seniors for retirement. And of course, we've got housing prices, as you've mentioned earlier, going off the charts. What plans do you have as the person in charge of economic development to address labor shortages? Well, one of the one of the areas that we've been uh, uh, fairly aggressive in is is uh, investment in in settlement services and 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 to that end uh, in, in new new Canadian uh, uh, new, new Canadian attraction to community because um, really in, in in terms of what we're working towards is creating diversity within community and and trying to ensure that that um, what what does attract employers are are some of those features of, of, of you know having a both a diverse workforce and a talented workforce. Um, you know, a, a big success right now is probably to land any manufacturer that has fifty jobs because so much of manufacturing has taken on a, a far more automated automated role, and so with that generally comes a, a, a requirement for a, a, a more a more uh, specific or or trade specific or educated workforce that can fit within that that type of of, of context. So, um, you know, Dan, we, though, Dan, I, I appreciate what you're saying very much. But when you started this out, you talked about new Canadians, and that's lovely, and I think it's noble that you want to have a diversified community. But with housing prices being what they are today, doesn't that I mean, when we're talking about new immigrants, are you expecting these people to be able to afford homes worth eight hundred thousand dollars? 
No, no, not not at all. What I'm what I'm trying to do is uh, uh, work work with uh, with developers who can probably provide some sort of continuum of housing that also includes rental housing and then a step forward, so that you know it's 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 not so much uh, affordable as it is attainable in my mind, and that what what comes with attainable is that what we really lack, I think, and what we're trying to develop is a housing stock that gives some entry-level opportunities, first in, in, in the form of rental and then in the form of a purchase, which might in, might include uh, row or, or, or semi or you, you, you name it, that can allow, you know, in, in, in most cases, um, a working couple the, the opportunity to actually get a start in the marketplace. And that's, you know, and that's that's difficult in a, in, in, because if you look, if you if you look at our our development at, the, at this point in time, uh, you know, our our our, our current slate of, of developers uh, build exceptionally exceptional homes, but they're they're also, you know, they're also uh, probably working towards trying to get the greatest return possible for building those homes. So they build single family. Uh, dwellings and and in most cases they're 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 they they're they're like every other business are cash flow dependent so you have to you have to you build to what your financial limitations are and sell to then do it again uh, for the next year and so trying to trying to, to to find some solutions to create some some attainable housing is is is, is a priority I mentioned the new Canadian uh, aspect because it's it's uh, more than more than being noble. I'm, I'm trying to ensure that we also have a have a have a workforce, and generally, uh, there's opportunities within uh, the, the the immigration sector, and also the federal government move to to increase immigration and to fulfill jobs or shortages, make this place make Northumberland attractive for new Canadians, other than just large urban centers. But there's also, though, even trends within the current labor force right now. I mean, there's a real shift in, in worker-employee relationships. I mean, employers are complaining they can't find workers, but then there's also workers rethinking working conditions. You know, some suggest that there's a shift between employers having the upper hand and, and workers who now seem to be feeling more empowered. And some are saying that there's a renegotiation between workers and employers um, people wanting to work remotely, people not wanting to work, low-paying jobs, uh, uh, part-time work without benefits, uh, minimum wage jobs. What do you think is happening and how should Northumberland respond? Well, everything that you've just spoken to is, is true. The whole, the whole uh, labor relationship is, 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 a, is, is undergoing one form of transformation or 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 another, um, 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 I, I, I guess you know um, we're we're trying what we're trying to do is you know some of our work with the, the workforce development board, which does which does some of the statistical research for us, gives us some indication of who's where the shortages are, who's who's looking for what. And how we can maybe try and accommodate those needs by trying to, to um, you know, promote the opportunities within North North Northumberland. But um, um, you know, for every for every for every you know one one of our ongoing challenges right at the moment is transportation. It's very very hard to try and get a rural constituency to work 
if we don't have some form of transportation that can can support that because even if even at uh, you know um, the, the increased uh, you know uh, uh, wage wage rates uh, uh, in in the absence of not having a vehicle or not having a mechanism to get to work that's relatively uh, or reasonably priced it, it, it adds to the that adds to the challenges for our manufacturers. So um, that's 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 another item on the list right at the moment, Robert. So going forward, then, what can we expect to see from the county in terms of now that you have this report in front of you? What are the next steps? Well, um, um, once 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 um, uh, approved by. By council and, and the province, as part of what we deem the official plan, I, uh, uh, we've begun working already towards determining how how we can start to find ways to support the infrastructure that's going to be required to do this. Um, and that's sort of one, I guess, one item at a one one item at a time. Um, um, you know, knowing what to expect, I guess, is is is. Uh, um, Part part uh, part and parcel of knowing what to do next. With the current situation with the pandemic and the uncertainty that it brings to the local economy and to local business, how does these initiatives that we've just talked about interact or are placed in priority against the more immediate um, challenges that the county is facing economically? Uh, in the face of the pandemic? Well, so, so, so uh, and there are a couple of areas that are that are are more challenged than others for at the moment, uh, spe- you know, specifically, um, uh, uh, you know, a large contributor to the economy is the tourism and hospitality industry. And, and certainly COVID has played havoc with 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 with, with that. Um, you know, we're 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 undertaking a, a couple of different initiatives to, to, to that end, uh, especially with the hospitality industry in, in, in terms of working with established uh, uh, operators to try and in, increase what we believe to be tourism tourism opportunities or, or developing additional sort of tour, tourism activities. And, and, you know, one, one might ask, why are you doing that in the midst of COVID? I, I think we're doing that because we, we would like to be, maybe first out of the gate in, in terms of having opportunities once we get through this, because I think, um, I, I think that that type of uh, renewal in, in that industry is, is, is a place, a place, a, uh, becomes a large component in, 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 in giving residents the feeling that, that we're, we're making progress. We may be, we may be getting through it and in getting through it where, 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 we're part of a greater reopening and, and drawing individuals back to back to community or bringing life back. So that, that's 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 one one aspect. Um, um, we we uh, we we certainly are are, are seeing uh, 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 a, a need to try and, as I mentioned earlier, to try and sort out some sort of. Uh, uh, transportation solution to to, to 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 try and make make transportation easier for individuals in, within the county, um, and there are, and there are some aspects of technology that might be able to help us there in terms of the logistics of that. Um, um, 
Um, we have a couple of other initiatives that are 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 are, are at, at this point in time not, not 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 for public consumption because they they require some finality. Let me ask you this though: early on in the pandemic, there was a a, a group pulled together that acted as an economic advisory and there was some reports done and some recommendations went forward to do this. Is there, because of the current situation and because of the pressures that are taking, is there any plan to reconvene that group and and to do some further planning to, uh, just because of the uncertain nature and the economic pressures that are now being placed as, as I mean, there's potential work worker shortages, there's uh, there's all the uh, shifts and pivoting that's going on in terms of retail and what they're able to do and manufacturing. Are, are, are you considering that or what are you doing to address these more immediate pressures that are we're currently facing? In that in that uh, the uh, uh, the economic task force. Uh, had set six recommendations of three, three of which were tied specifically to the, the need at the time, the immediate need at the time for uh, uh, personal protection equipment and uh, PPE and, and and resources to to, to provide uh, uh, I, I, items which could keep manufacturers and and offer business operations going. The other three were specific to uh, broad, broadband being one of them and the, the need for con connectivity. Um, the, the second one being uh, su supporting those who were most disadvantaged as a result of, of COVID and, and what was identified was, was uh, uh, youth, um, uh, women and workers over 55. Um, and and, and the, uh, the third one was me me mental health issues. Uh, what One of the areas that, that, that uh, through the support of the uh, support of that task force was where we're headed with, with, with uh, with, with broadband and, and, and connectivity, um, uh, you know, we're, we're, um, we had made a, a significant ask of, of through both the federal and provincial governments for, for support in terms of, 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 of broadband connectivity for the, for all those residents of the county who were either unserved or underserved. Uh, we're still in the, in, in the, in the midst of, uh, awaiting some, some final decisions there, but that, that, that unto itself, uh, uh, having that committee to work with to begin with added a, a significant amount of credibility to the asks that have gone forward. And what we're hoping for is we will have some some knowledge of that uh, uh, made 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 public. Uh, but but I, I guess what I'm asking you though is is right now there there's immediate pressures. You know they're talking about a loss of workforce up to thirty percent. They're talking you know we're now locking things down. Capacities are dropping again. And there becomes all kinds of economic pressures that come down on retail and manufacturing when this is going on. I mean, we're, we're no longer doing PCR tests and there's a reliance on the, uh, the rapid testing. And I just wondered with all of that going on, what, if anything, is the county prepared to do to step in at, at this particular junction? Or is it even planning on stepping in to try and help, as, as you were mentioning specifically with tourism, but... For the rest of the economic sectors, is there anything that's in the works that you can share with us to let people know that uh, the county hasn't uh, walked away from the table? Well, we, we, certainly we haven't walked away from the table. I, I, I think there, 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 there are uh, 
economic development tends to be one of those areas where where, where sometimes we, we can't disclose until we're we we're, we're able to to let you know you know because it it's uh, we're 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 oh there are plans afoot can I leave it at that Robert <laughs> all right so we'll wait for the plans afoot we'll keep our eye on it Dan Borowick I want to thank you so much for talking to me today my pleasure that was Dan Borowick the Director of Economic Development and Planning for Northumberland County. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening, and stay tuned for more from Consider This.